This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Dunk Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. How you doing? My voice is a little shot because I went to a Buffalo Bills game, my first NFL football game the other night, and was screaming my bloody head off. So my voice is a little gone, but here I am. My voice is gone, but I am here. This week is going to be a great episode. It's a Dr. Peluso episode on learning how to let go. We give you some tips on how to let go of various aspects of your life. We also answer some Dr. Peluso questions. And if you guys would like to have your questions considered to be answered on the podcast, you can go ahead and submit them on my Instagram page on Sundays and Mondays, right in my Instagram story. And if you'd like to email us, you can email us at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com to get your questions addressed that way. And as always, if you want to watch this episode, you can watch it on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Peluso, And also subscribe to our Patreon page. We're posting fun shit, patreon.com forward slash Peluso for fun things for you. This episode was a blast. Actually, for me, I got into some really good zones, I believe. One of those zones was a psilocybin zone for sure. Mama had a little bit of psilocybin and answered some questions. Not your typical doctor. And I must tell you, I am not a real doctor. This is not meant to replace your medical advice. And I am in no way, shape, or form an actual doctor. I am learned from the streets. I have my PhD from the streets. So if you're here looking for actual advice from a medical professional, you should look further. But if you're here looking for life advice from a grown-ass woman who has lived through multiple lifetimes and traumas and various forms of grief, then look no further. I'm your girl. That's why we started Dr. P, to give it to the people who have shitty health insurance. I'm basically your doctor for people who don't have really good health insurance. (laughs) But again, please send us your questions if you have them. You can also call the pod 513-916-0930 to leave a message. Let me know how you like the podcast as well. Leave us a rate and review. That really helps me um, just feel better about myself. Truly, it's all about my ego. So if you guys could go there and rub my ego a little bit, that would be much appreciated. Totes appreciated. Well, let's let's not delay this any longer. This episode really gets into some fun, interesting topics. One of moch, moch? Okay, what was that word? One of which is the cornerstone of the episode, and that is learning to let go. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode with the one, the only, the kind of stoned and definitely on psilocybin, Dr. Peluso. 
Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. What's going on? I'm back in the guest room at my sister's place. Sorry for that loud lip smack. (laughs) All I've been doing since I've gotten to to the East Coast is eating. So, you know, just smacking these lips, ready for some more food. Very loud mouth. I'm in the guest room of my sister's house. And it's still, you know, it it feels feels very Christmassy in here because we have not taken the decorations down. If you know the story, you know the story. Um, Quick, quick uh, story recap is that it's my mom's decorations from from when she was alive, but she did. <laughs> it's nice to be back. It's really nice to be back here. I went to a Buffalo Bills game last night. Holy hell. There are a lot of large people in, in colder parts of the world. Where I'm from, a lot, a lot, a lot of fluffies. A lot of fluffy motherfuckers out here. It's those East Coast winners. You got, you got to pack on the protection you know you need some some padding in, in these parts and uh big thick men a lot of thick men at the game it was quite a spectacle my first nfl game and i'm on day 31 of zero alcohol the only thing i can think of is why why you know i mean uh, okay, there's a health aspect of a major one. I can't believe I did it. Part of me wants to keep on going because I'm obsessive like that. But the other part of me is like, I need a fucking glass of wine. Truthfully, I need a damn glass of wine. That's how I feel. And other than that, I don't see the fucking point. I mean, I've done edibles every day. Let's be real. I would not have been at the NFL football game without edibles plenty of edibles also had i had some um shrooms this morning for sure had some shrooms a little micro little micro dose microdose just a little bit just a little bit to start your day open up the brain relax the mind make you take a step back and and let things unfold instead of you trying to unfold everything it's kind of great and this is a Dr. Peluso episode. I don't know if you, those of you who are listening and not watching, I am holding my doctor's mug, my very special Ray Dunn celebrity mug from Marshall's exclusive. You're welcome. And thank you, everyone. I Most women have Ray Dunn mugs in their house. If you don't have a Ray Dunn mug in your house, you're not a fucking real woman. You are not a Maxinista. You and I would not vibe. Get your Get your life right. Seriously, get your life right. 
That's what I have to say to you. That's really rude to slurp in the ear, and I'm I'm sure very very annoying. Um, found my soulmate from Spokane, Tacoma. Remember you guys? Did I tell you guys about the the fella who came to the show in in my birthday weekend? And I'm pretty sure he's my soulmate. Found him. Fucking CSI that shit. Found his ass on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, we're texting. It's serious. I mean, it's not serious at all, but look, you have to have the right attitude in order to get what you want out of life. You can't quit. I'm too legit to quit. Hey, hey, you know, that's how I feel. This is a Dr. Pete episode. As I was saying before, I got stuck on this diatribe. We have a few questions from our fans if you guys want to submit for Dr. P, all you got to do is go over to my Instagram story, Sundays through Mondays, and you can put your question in the Instagram story. And if you don't want to do it on Instagram or don't have Instagram, you can email us, Comedy at gmail.com, and you can hit us up that way. We certainly can get your question to go. On the email, I'm pulling them up right now. That's why it sounds like I am pandering. Here we go. Dr. P. Corey Flandera. How you doing, Corey? Hope you are having a great day, homie. Enjoy yourself. I'm having a fantastic day. I feel like I sound like I'm in slow motion. (laughs) Has anyone ever gone to their doctor and their doctor's been on uh, psychoactive drugs? (laughs) You're not going to the right doctor. I am not a real doctor. We've said it in the intro. Just a reminder, friendly reminder, I'm not a real doctor. How am I doing today? Oh, no, you said, hope you're having a great day. I am. I wake up and more often than not, I am very grateful to be alive. Not that I'm ever waking up not to be grateful alive, but we all have rough days. But you guys don't want to fucking hear about that. Who gives a shit? Nobody wants to hear about your fucking rough day. Kazad Dow. Kazad. Kazad Cow. More fit feet pics? No, you don't get... You don't get this stuff for free. I don't understand people who just expect things for free. More feet pics. What what foot pick? pick, pick. (laughs) What feet pick did you get? I don't, I don't hand those out. So I don't know where, where your reservoir of, of foot photos are, but it's not me, buddy. It ain't me, babe. No, it ain't me. But if you send me money, you know, look, Rome wasn't built in a day. That has nothing to do with this. I say it to say that crazier things have happened. So send me some money. Venmo me, Jesse May Peluso. Venmo, Venmo me what you think my feet pit, <laughs> my feet picks are worth, and we'll go from there. Because chances are you're way off. But maybe I'm wrong. That could be a total projection. DJ Extremist 86, any UK tours, be class to watch you live and meet you. I don't know if that's like a UK term, be class to watch you live and meet you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No UK tours planned right now. Doesn't mean there won't be some in the future. I was going to do Edinburgh Festival, but COVID changed everything and changed the way people tour for a while. So I will maybe next year. After my book gets finished, I'll probably go on a on quite a fun tour. So 
you know, stay tuned, jessiemay.com for ticket info. All my tickets usually go up on my website. Sean McCarthy, 37266. How you doing, doctor? Miss the weeds day. I know. I know. Please let me know about bong and movie. Well, movie and bong too. It's not Mab. It's Bam. (laughs) Bong and movie. Yeah, we were going to do a Halloween bong and movie. I'm going to actually put it up just after Halloween because in my mind, Halloween horror movies are always, it's always the season for horror movies. So Bam will be up this week. You can watch it on my YouTube page and you can watch the video for this podcast on my YouTube page as well. What? We're just letting you know where you can find me. I got to stop. You guys just fucking find me on your own. Okay. You know where it is. You know where to find me. Digging for worms, girl. I feel like you've sent me messages before. Want to microdose? Don't have a connection. What to do? Girl, I don't know how to help you there. Okay. Cause I can't be your, your psilocybin liaison. That's not even a job that's legal right now. So you got to find, you got to find your connection. Why don't you just figure out how to grow some? You know, you've got to create your own path in life. What are you trying to go after? <gasps> Speaking of creating your own path in life, my sisters, what are you? Our dog, it, she's, um, come here, come say hi. It's Chesney. Let's see if you can see her, see her cute face. Um, she's a, I was going to say a gladder doodle, labradoodle, you know, a, a white person dog. <laughs> she's, she's just a creation of what people think are perfection. Well, it is kind of nice because she doesn't shed at all. You, you come over my house and it looks like you're growing hair from, from all over your body, from just all different types of hair from my dog's hair being attached to you. So I kind of get the appeal of having a dog like this. Um, so as far as getting psilocybin where you are getting a connection, you got to ask your locals, you know, you'd be surprised. There's probably a lot of people that are microdosing or enjoying it and don't talk about it. Like it's some shameful thing. It's really interesting how certain, okay, call them drugs, whatever you want. Who gives a fuck medicines? They are medicinal. It's funny how certain medicines have become demonized and totally misconstrued by society, but it is great that we are unfolding the stigmas as we, um, progress and more trials are run and all of that. And we're seeing the positive effects with psilocybin. So I'm, I'm pumped to see it happen. I'm, I'm, it's an interesting time to be alive. You know, it's almost like the sixties with the drugs and even the eighties, I wasn't alive during then, but just, just that what was going on in society and, and the evolution of it all is just, it's interesting. I think we're in a very, you know, we got to see the green rush with marijuana and now we're seeing in the legalization of marijuana. And now we're starting to see that with psilocybin. It's interesting because these are medicines that are actually proven now to be beneficial in someone's life and to have positive effects physiologically, anatomically, you know, um, biologically. It's, it's interesting to see it unfold. So that's my thoughts on, on all that. Um, TN, Texas Nate. I'm going to just guess that TX is Texas Nate, you know, cause why are we trying to do anything else with it? Texas Nate says, what's the most significant amount of mushroom you've taken at once and outcome? Maybe right now. <laughs> Probably should have read the, the, the chocolate paper a little bit better. No. Um, and my birthday weekend, 
um, has it been a month already? Wow. My birthday weekend was probably the most significant and the most, um, like not just taking mushrooms once, but taking them for multiple days in a row. And the outcome unfolds. It's not like the outcome from enjoying or taking mushrooms is immediate. It's a very interesting experience. The outcome unfolds for a while because it actually does affect you neurologically. You know, it's it's uh, actually making changes, chemical changes in your brain. So it is a a noticeable difference in something that can actually be quantified. So the effects of it aren't just this immediate thing. Sometimes it is. It's different for everybody. It's a very personal experience. <clears throat> for me, the the outcome and the the um, most significant outcome has been more letting go. As cliche as it is, it is something that people... Come on, Chess. I need to let go of this dog because she won't leave me alone. Go. You, you, okay, she needs love. Hold on. And she just looked at me so sad. Come here. Come in my lap. Come on. And sit down. Let me talk about mushrooms. Okay, calm down. Um, letting go is something that people say a lot. But it is something that more of us need to learn how to do better. We need to learn how to let go better. We need to learn how to let go more. And we need to learn what we need to let go of. And most of what we need to let go of are parts of ourselves that don't serve us any longer. Most of what we need to let go of are the entangled parts of us that have held us back from going deeper in relationships and deeper with our interconnection to people and our interconnectivity within society and all of that. I think we really need to learn to let go of so much within us. And it's really amazing that this thing that happens when you start to let go, you... (laughs) My sister's dog is right in my face. What are you doing? What are you doing? My sister's dog is so sweet. Um, You have to learn to let go. You got to let go of a lot, you know, so much. There's so many different ways to let go. And that's probably one of the biggest takeaways I had um, on my birthday weekend was that, was to really find moments where I can do that more, breathe and just take a breath and um, create some more space in my, in my life. You know, it's, it's when we start unpacking our external world, it can also have an impact on our internal world. You know, um, so much of us have to, we have to unpack from the inside, but also when you unpack externally, and I'm referring to like decluttering, even the simple act of decluttering can help you let go. You know, there is something to be said about you know, the things we hear about like geniuses desks, like Einstein's desk was a mess and he was a genius. But there's also something to be said about clarity in your mind in association with clarity in your environment. And for me, at least, I know clearing out my environment has also helped me along the process of clearing out my mind and therefore letting go. So 
ironically enough, even though we need to let go from within, sometimes letting go of things on let go, the app, the resale app helps you let go of things inside. It creates space. It's what it's all about. So in this Dr. P episode, we are talking about learning to let go and how do you let go? And I've thought about this subject because I've had to let go of a lot in my own life, but houses and belongings and relationships, parents, people, places, things. I've had to let go of something in many categories, as I'm sure a lot of you have as well. And so I did some thinking about ways to do that better and learning to let go of more. And and how do we essentially let go? How do we let go? How do we learn to let go of more to create more space for ourselves? First thing we talked about, declutter your shit. Declutter your house. Take Go room by room. That's what I do. Do one day in the kitchen and see how far you can get. You know, you might even need to break it down by the drawer. Start somewhere. Start with that catch-all drawer, the junk drawer that has a little bit of everything. You know, there's a rubber band in that fucker, some batteries. Are they good? Are they bad? We don't know. The bad are with the good. Take that drawer and really clean it out and go from there. Let it evolve. Let it build. I find if you have like the ability to have a focused hour on just that, or even if you're lucky enough to do a full day of decluttering your space, whatever you have to do, that's the way to start declutter your home, declutter something in your space. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel better. It just really gives you, you and your aura more space to fucking breathe. Let out a fart, let out a queef, let out a breath of air, whatever you need to do. There's some more space in the house now. And number two, because we've been doing some decluttering, because we've been cleaning some stuff out, we're going to have some shit we don't need. Donate, donate to a cause. Find your goods. There is a place that will accept them. The dog beds, the clothes, the shoes, the dog shoes. Shit, I'm sure there's a place that will even take the dog shoes. Find a place to donate. It makes you feel good. You're taking stuff that was taking up your space and you're giving it to somebody else to put in their own fucking house. Go, here. Here's some more shit. Let somebody else clutter up their life. Declutter yours while cluttering up somebody else's. That is a great way to feel like you're contributing and sort of recycling your old. Get your old out. You don't need it anymore. And off of that, volunteer. Find some place to volunteer. There's so many places that need help right now. You can go to a church. You could go to a homeless shelter, a woman's, a battered woman's shelter. Hell, a battered man's shelter. Probably a couple of those motherfuckers around. Children's center. Donate your time just a little bit. Make it not about you. A great way of letting go is to find a way to make it not about you. So much of letting go has to do with what we're holding on to and we're holding on to ourselves and we're so self-absorbed. Go help somebody else. You'd be surprised how how much it sort of makes you feel calm and makes you feel like you have a purpose. A lot of us, you know, we're so caught up in our own shit. We don't even realize that our relationship is completely one way we're so self-absorbed so go and donate donate your stuff uh, volunteer at a shelter you know getting there all from the way of decluttering your space to be able to create some more space in your home create some space in your heart 
you create some space in your heart, you want to go donate, you donate. Hey, you might be able to help out someplace. Those are our three. Number four, do something quiet. I know that sounds kind of weird and crazy. Read yoga, meditation, go for a walk. Do something that's calming for the mind and something that doesn't require you to talk. We can learn to let go when we learn how to get comfortable in silence. So find an activity that requires you to be relatively silent. And you can do that with somebody that you feel comfortable enough with. You know, find a way to create a quiet space for you because that's where you really get into a meditative space and a meditative state and your mind can declutter itself. When we do these quiet tasks, when we are involved in something that doesn't require us to talk, we can allow our mind to wander a little bit. And in this overly stimulated society and this overly stimulated culture, our brain doesn't really have a time to declutter. And that's really what this quiet time is for, is to allow your brain to escape a little. So number one, we've got declutter your shit. Number two, we've got donate to a cause. Number three, we've got volunteering at a shelter. Number four, do something quiet. Number five, I think, is the most important way to learn how to let go. Number five is lower your expectations. You got to lower your expectations. Unmet expectations become future resentments every time. Lower your expectations of people because it's a projection and you're going to have resentment. You're going to have disappointments. If you have expectations, they are just, they're going to turn into a disappointment and a resentment. You know, you have to learn to accept the moment, accept the person, accept the situation. And it gives you an opportunity to practice how you react, practice your breathing, practice letting go of your emotion that's tied to it so that this whatever the experience is that is tied to this whole expectation that you had of it is able to be dissipated. You know, that's the most important way around your expectations is, is to really release them so that you're able to be fully aware in a moment and to experience a moment. Our expectations rob us of so much. They rob us of enjoying the moment. They rob us of being present It's a very anxiety-induced way of existing. And, you know, when you lower your expectations, you're able to let go of so much more. You're able to let go of what you wanted to get from the situation. You have to unattach yourself from the outcome. And when you do that, when you let go of what something could be, you allow it to show up as it is. So if we can release our grip on a moment, on a person, on a a place, if we can release our grip a little bit, we can allow it to show up in a different way. We can allow it to show up as something that will make us feel grateful and something that we realize is, you know, uh, turned out to be a blessing or a gift. Your expectation is really your opportunity to create your reality depending on how you approach your life. You know, it really is a way for you to create a, a, a fully present moment for yourself by reducing those expectations. And this can really help you along your path of letting go. So we've got declutter your shit, number one. Two, donate to a cause. 
three, volunteer someplace at a shelter, four, do something quiet. And the number five tip I have for people to learn to let go is lower your expectation. I think, um, for me, you know, I've been through my own personal warfare and trauma. For me, what's what's helped me let go has been decluttering, decluttering my life in general. And all of this is coming off of the conversation about the benefits of, of psilocybin and, and where in my life have I seen changes and in, in significant um, effects of of embarking on this whole soul journey that I've been on ever since losing both of my parents. But it has been really interesting to see the decluttering of my external world, helping me declutter my internal world and chaos. And that is something that I've worked on for a while, you know, but to actually see the benefit of when you start to just clear out your closet and then just like that, there's a little bit of space in your, in your psyche as well. There's a little bit more room in your mind. And and when, when you start to unravel these sort of traumatic shackles we have in our, in our mind and in our memory and, and in our internal conversation, when we start to unravel these, we create more space for creativity, love and gratitude. It, if you allow it, if you allow that into that space, it's really a magical fucking thing. And you start to be able to be there for more people you can show up for more people you're creating room for yourself and when you create room for yourself you for me I want to share that I want to share that love and share that gratitude with people that I feel connected to and feel a good vibe off of and you know I haven't been able the, the thing that's helped me learn to let go more has been psilocybin truly from a microdosing level it's it really has been life-changing for me and my birthday weekend, I think because we did so many shrooms, it was like a very pivotal moment in my evolution. You know, so often, I don't know if you guys have ever been like lost in thought. For me, it's usually in the car when I'm taking a shower, washing my butthole with too much soap probably. I don't think you're supposed to use that much soap. I don't think you're supposed to use that much soap. But when you're doing these sort of automatic second nature type things, you start to think and and your mind sort of, you know, opens up. And I always wondered, like, you know, would I have healed as much as I healed now had it not been for psilocybin? And I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. And I, I'm sure I would have healed in some other way because that's the type of person I am, but I'm so grateful that I was able to find some sort of beneficial and consistent therapy for myself. And like that woman, you know, I'm joking about the woman or person who can't get the connection, you know, they want me to be their, their, their fun girl. Uh, what was your name? Um, digging for worms. You should dig deeper. You probably find some shrooms. You're already in the dirt, bitch. You're halfway there. You know, you might as well grow some. <laughs> if your name is digging for worms. Bitch, it sounds like you should have some. It sounds like you are the dealer in the area. It's just created so much space for me. 
And I feel bad for people who can't get access to it. But if you can, trust and believe the process is real and it is revolutionary. That's what I'll say. Tom6981 had the biggest crush since I found you on that tattoo show. Sorry, no question. All right, well, you just tell me you got a crush. Cool. Thanks, Tom. Um, I don't date dudes off the internet, but I appreciate you. Oh, look at this. Whatever, Kalia. Up in the questions. Pull you up. <laughs> Pull you up. Kalia fell in love with Pull You Up, Washington. She also was pissed that George Washington was all over the place. She did not like George Washington on the on the highway signs. Loved Pull You Up. Hated George Washington. It's probably some truth to that. To why she hates George Washington. You know, I'm not mad at her. Let her live her life. Um, Diagog Gold Joel Soul. Wow. I don't know what I just said. Your name is looks like something somebody says going over a bumpy road in a car dia diago joel soul hosuel <laughs> he asks grower or shower I, I i'm assuming you're asking me if i like growers or showers because i am not a grower or shower i don't have a dick and i i'm not saying i'm against ever getting one now that i know that i can i fucking love an accessory I just don't know if I'll ever get one. Maybe when I'm 80, it would be nice just kind of whip it around in the produce department, sexually assault men. Who's going to arrest an 80-year-old with her dick out near the kumquats? Probably everybody. By that time, everyone's going to be arrested. If you breathe in the wrong direction, it's going to be an arrest. Grower or shower? I guess I guess a grower, because I don't want other bitches knowing. Back up off the dick print. You know, why are you up in my dick print? Because it's a shower. Can't date a shower. Everyone's going to want to bite. Got to date a grower. That's someone who will stay married to you forever. I'm definitely dating a grower all the way. You know, I got to keep it for myself. These people can't know. These people can't know what I'm riding on. They just can't. It's not right. It's mine. Back up. Um please see yourself out and you're not getting a second plate. (laughs) That's it. But dudes know what they're doing. Dudes know what they're doing when they got tight pants on, on stage. Jeff Leach, my friend, Jeff Leach always wears tight, tight pants. Everyone can see it. We all see it. We know what you're doing. You're a spoken for man. You're soon to be a married man. How dare you? You know, I don't want to show her. You take that. It's a lot of work. I want a dude who is surprised every time himself. (laughs) I want a dude who's surprised every time himself. Go. Whoa. There it is. Look at me go. That's what I want. I want a fellow who doesn't even know what he's got. That's someone who will never leave you. Someone who's grateful for his own dick. Absolutely. I'll sign on the dotted line. I'll even sign a prenup for that that would make me sign a prenup so gotta go gotta go grower let's see what else do we have here um the captain america greatest song from the 90s see you gotta go genre though i can't even think you know you 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 ought to know you know, you ought to know is probably up in it. 
I don't know if that's nineties though. I see, I don't have enough of like a, you know, dangerous minds, beautiful mind brain to, to recall the dates and the years of songs and releases, but I'm going to have to say real love is probably one of the greatest songs ever by Mary J. Blige. And I do believe that was in the nineties. Let's see. Mary J. Blige, real love. No, they don't want to say the year, of course. Why would they have that right fucking available? Who, what do you think I'm looking at? There's so much more that could have been on, uh, you know, information, but I want it to be what I need. 1992, see? Real love, great song. There's so, I, I can't even think. What you ought to know is, I think, in the 90s, right? You ought to know. Here we go. See, this is this is why I got to look at this shit before so I can have some shit prepared. You ought to know year. That's got to be the 90s. Let's see, guys. What do we got? It is 95. Great fucking music. Of course, you know, female songs about being in love and then when you fuck us over after love. All those songs. But you guys have the same type of shit, too. It's, 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 all, it's all about women arguing about men and, and men arguing about women and everyone arguing about each other. So whatever songs those are in the 90s are my fucking favorite. But is there hip hop array? Was that nineties? I think every fucking song in the nineties was great because it was all everything that came out in the nineties. You could roller skate to. That's why it was so amazing. That's right. You ought to know was about Dave Coulier. You guys remember that shit? Dave Coulier describes moment he realized Alanis Morissette's "You Ought to Know" was about him. The full star had nothing but nice things to say about the jagged little pill. He's opened up about when he realized he was the subject of the song. They dated between 92 and 94, broke up around the time Morissette was writing that album. Coulier first acknowledged similarities between the song's content and his relationship to Morissette at 97. You know he knew. Dave, cut it out. Cut it out, buddy. You know you knew it was about you. Come on. You were sitting on that shit. You were just waiting for it to cool off. You were waiting for it to cool off because it was too embarrassing. We all knew what happened in your relationship. The love that you made... Did you think it was fade? Well, we got to do the, we got to do the freaking lyrics. Hold on, because I love that you made in the bed that was me, and I'm not gonna make it up for you to open wide. And you know, every time I scratch my nails on someone else's back, I hope you feel it. If she was pissed, Dave, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> he acknowledged it on my friend's show. Jim Norton and San Roberts. The actors acknowledge that he might be the subject of the song. Discussing the first time he heard it, he said, I'm driving in Detroit and I got the radio on and I hear the hook for You Ought to Know. And I'm like, wow, this is a really cool hook. And then I started hearing the voice. I'm like, wow, the girl can sing. And then I was listening to the lyrics going, no, 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 I can't be this guy. <laughs> can you imagine? Because there's, I mean, Taylor Swift's got a whole graveyard of dudes that she's singing about. Can you imagine driving down the highway and you're like listening and you're like, God, it sounds so familiar. Wait, I did that to somebody. Oh, fuck. That's so beautiful. I see. This is why you have to talk about people you date in your art because it just it makes for amazing fodder. I'll never not talk about guys I date on stage. I won't say your name. Even the person that I had to get a restraining order. Odor. You should get a restraining odor. That would probably keep him away more than anything strong fart cloud around you to protect you. I, you know, not even the guy that I got a restraining order on. So, you know, this is, this is, this is some real shit. 
um, he referenced the track and he said it was a nod. Oh, there's a reference. She said, your shake is like a fish in some other song. And he said the way he and Morissette would do this dead fish handshake. Oh, see, it's all through the album. He said, I started listening and I thought, oh, I think I may really have hurt this woman. Oh, my God. Even taking responsibility for like the motivation behind the song is kind of douchey. You know, oh, I think I might have really hurt this woman. Like you didn't know. You making yourself sound like a nice guy. What did you do? I don't trust the nice guy act. Come on my podcast because I don't trust it. I need to know what your vices are. And if everything Alana is saying about was true, we should get him on here. We should get Dave Coulier in the pod and clear up this cloud, clear up this you ought to know cloud. Um, he and Morissette would later reconnect. And according to the actor, she could never have been sweeter. Of course he's going to say that. You think he wants a follow up? He's not going to talk shit about Alana's Morissette now that he knows she's tossing it in, in songs willy nilly. Come on now. He's, he ought to know. He found, yeah. She's like, you ought to know. And now he knows. That's why he's not talking any shit after that. Come on now. Sherman, 5465. Does Dr. P think we need a flu vaccine or just double up on the tortas we eat? Double down, double down, double up. You know, you got to, to gear up for flu season, you got to take care of your gut. You got to take care of your gut. You got to get some good bacteria. Honestly, there's a, lot of conversation about probiotics and prebiotics and prebiotics are what feed the good bacteria in your gut in your in your gut flora probiotics are actually the bacteria itself so it's different according to you know the the, the little research i've done that's what I, I understand it to be and to gear up for flu season, you have to make your immune system strong. And what what can you do to make your immune system strong? You got to get your gut healthy. You got to get your sleep right. You got to cut your sugars. You can you can have some sex that can count as exercise. You got to get some daylight. You got to get that vitamin D. Get the vitamin D in the sheets. Get the vitamin D in the streets. You just got to beef up that immune system. And slamming some tortas, I think, would help for sure. Absolutely. Especially if we're talking about the Wahoo Ono. Baja burrito from Baja Fresh. You bet your buck fucking bottom dollar, brother. It's classic food right there. From the meats in the streets to my sheets, that's a delicious sandwich. A burrito. Can we call a burrito a sandwich? Oh, I'm so done with the labels. See, this is why we got to stop labeling everything. It's too frustrating. I mean, I guess food does need a label, but I. I think it's a sandwich. I think a taco is a sandwich as well. Because someone was like, my friend Chris is like, no, a taco is a taco. I'm like, yeah, a taco is a sandwich. It's a Mexican fucking sandwich. Right? Like tonight I'm going to have a meatball sandwich. It's a sandwich. Okay? And a torta is a, is a sandwich as well as a taco. What is it? Is it a plate? Is a taco a dish? It's not a fucking dish. It's not an entree. Do you need to eat it with your hands? That's a sandwich. Okay? It's a sandwich if you got to eat it with your hands. <laughs> don't, don't come at me on this subject because it is a, it's a real room divider and I'm, and I'm not going to put up with it. Whatever, whatever lunacy you're going to bring into it, I'm not going to fucking put up with it. Okay? 
Let's do one more question, guys. We're going to keep this one short and sweet this week. Inamaya G. Oh, what up, girl? Inamay G. Inamay? Inamay G. You've asked a couple questions. Some good questions. I know you've been through some stuff yourself. Why won't the guy I'm seeing make a move? What the fuck? LOL. Mm. Girl. <sighs> we got to go into it. We got to go into it. Okay. There's one of two probable reasons and plausible reasons why he's not making a move one he's 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 a he's scared he's a fuck I, I don't want to say he's a pussy I'm sick of using that like it's a it's a phrase so I'll say it. he's a pussy your your one reason is that he's a pussy why he hasn't made a move and the only other reason in my mind is that he doesn't like you that way and it sucks to hear that but we need to fucking hear that and it doesn't mean that you are not worthy it doesn't mean that you don't deserve someone better it doesn't mean any of that it just means he does not like you you ever see that movie or read that book he's just not that into you but he's just not that into you you know when a man likes you it's so simple and if this if okay i'm i will add like one side reason why but it's still under the umbrella of number one He's scared, but a real man wouldn't be scared. A real man's not scared to take something he wants. And I don't mean it in that way. It's a phrase again. It's a fucking phrase. Don't read too much into it. He's not afraid to make a move. He's not afraid to, you know, let you know that he likes you. So if he's not making a move and and there's, there's also men now who are afraid to make moves because they don't want to be canceled. There's a whole spectrum of all this shit that's going on that is making dating nearly fucking impossible so it it definitely involves a conversation because we're not in the it's not normal anymore the dating world's not normal this is not this is a time when there are men who are doing terrible things and that's starting to stop because you know they don't realize that you can screenshot snapchat there are, you know there's 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 things going on that are causing men that are causing women to you know have to act a certain way because men are doing terrible things but also men are afraid to make moves because of that and you know there's the online dating that's making it weird because we don't even know how to flirt anymore and we're we're listening to what everyone's saying and we're not understanding what someone's true behavior and intentions are because we're just reading text. We're not feeling them out. We're not smelling them. We're not touching them. We're not getting all those nonverbal cues. So it's fucking up the natural process of how we even mate or or pre-mate, if you will, uh, when it comes to flirting and all of that. There's so much happening here. So, it, you know, it's not as simple as it, as it used to be. I'm coming out being like it's one of two reasons, which is about 147 reasons why he doesn't want to make a move. But I still strongly believe that if a man likes you, you will know. You will know. And it's 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 a difficult time right now. It's a difficult time because men who already send mixed signals send even more mixed signals because literally that's all we're sending are just these signals on these devices and we're calling it communication. This is not communication. This is a fucking broadcast. Okay. This is, this is broadcast communication. I'm talking about real biological 
communication, that nonverbal communication. There's so much data being absorbed and messages being sent without our involvement at all. With just a biological involuntary movement that's happening between two bodies. We're taking that away. Maybe we deserve to be turned into robots. Maybe we deserve to evolve into AIs. We're already sort of taking away the layer of the human aspect of intermingling. And we're starting our relationships in this very computed landscape. And we wonder why we don't have real connections. I, I don't, the irony about computers is they can't connect and we're acting like we're computers. You know, we can't connect on a human level. We can only connect on a computed level. We're just sending data. We're just sending, you know, numbers and letters to each other. It's, it's, it's as somebody who grew up in an analog era and can see the difference. It's, it's interesting. And I, I, have had trouble with it. I've struggled with this type of dating, you know, because you do so much communicating on a device and then you get in person or you never get in person because everyone's finding their peace or at least adapting themselves to find a benefit and a connection from this form of communication that they don't even need what traditionally we've really needed, which is physical proximity to another human being or you know we're just it it, it just it just feels like we have adjusted how we're connecting with one another and it's it's affecting the way relationships evolve and in their longevity so you know for me I um I don't I don't know how the fuck I got on this subject (laughs) but um, uh, you know, it's just the the dating thing is, is, is dire. It's very dire in these streets. That's what I'll say. Dating has become dire, but Hey, you know, you got to keep moving. You gotta, you have to keep trying new things and challenging yourself and building a skill and learning something new and putting yourself in an uncomfortable scenario. Cause then hopefully it'll all fucking work itself out, you know, but you know, girl, I got to tell you, the guy, he's probably just not that into you. But you, if you like him enough, make a move and, 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 and have a communicate, have a conversation like, what the fuck? What's going on? Try to maintain your feminism, though, and your femininity, not feminism. Try to try to approach him with some femininity with the subject, you know, allow him to sort of melt into the conversation you don't want to come at him like he's done something, not like how I am. You know, I'm 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 over here yelling at you as to why he's not making a move because I'm I'm trying to give your answer some some truth behind it, your response rather. But if you like him enough, be like, hey, what's going on? Am am I misreading this situation? Am I misunderstanding what this connection is? Are you gay? Are you not into me? Do you just want to be friends? Like, what is it? Let's figure this out. Did I misread this entire situation? Did I misinterpret everything? Do you just want to be my friend, my bestie? Are you my new gay bestie? Are you my man? Are you just a guy and he wants to have a girl wingman? Like, what the fuck is it? Just talk to him real. Maybe, maybe he really does like you and wants to hide the sausage. 
you know, it could be a guy who's scared to make a move because he doesn't want to fucking get canceled. That's a real, we have to acknowledge that that's a real scenario for some men out there. I'm not defending them. I'm not saying it's the right approach. I'm only saying, hey, there's some dudes out there who are scared to toss their sausage down the hallway because they don't want people to scream. They want people screaming about it. So, girl, if you think he, if he's if you think he might be worth it, just ask him. Ask him what's up. Ask him where, why he's so shy. Why are you shy? I I'm gonna keep it short this week, guys. It's I'm here with my family and I. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Well, not for you. Well, wait, is it? Yeah, it's the day after Halloween. I've made it 31 days without alcohol. How the fuck did I do that? 31 days without alcohol. Fuck. I feel like I should have a drink tonight, but it's still in October and I'm trying to get to November. Now it's November for you. But last night, I said, I'm I'm going to hold out. I'll let you know how it goes next week. I'll let you know. I'm really trying to wait until I get my brain scanned with Dr. Amon, and that's November 15th. We'll be filming that, so you guys will be able to check that out. Um, I I think that uh, I'm going to hold out until I get my brain scan, for sure. I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for that. I want to see. I want to have a big, you know, I want to hold out as long as I can, but it's fucking terrible. I will say that it is awful. It is, it is not delightful and I, it's, it's torturous. This is alcohol abuse. Truly. This is absolute, absolute alcohol abuse, <laughs> but I did it and I feel, I feel like I do feel different. It, it's interesting to see the evolution of your behavior, but I do feel proud of myself. It's something that's been difficult because it's my industry, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see like where I go with it, what my relationship with it becomes, you know, I hope you guys got some helpful and useful information out of this week's Dr. Peluso episode. If you want to send some questions, oh wait, we have a couple questions here. Um, someone sent me one in an email and I don't think we addressed it yet. Let's see. Well, it was a DM, but she told me not to say her name. She said, do you ever look back and think, what a waste of time? I think about past relationships, experiences, and wondering what I was thinking. Do you do the same? I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, and um, I apologize if we have, but I still think it has to do with sort of what we have talked about this on this on this episode and what we discovered from these questions and everything uh, is letting go and how, how to learn to let go of more and I think you we forget that we also have to let go of our hold on the past we have to let go of things that are keeping us depressed you know usually when we're depressed it's because we're looking in the past or we're hanging on to something that happened in the past and that past becomes our current existence that past becomes our current truth and that's one of the reasons why I don't look back and think a waste of time I've let it go for what it was for me. I've let that moment in my life serve me and then I released it. And I I don't think anything's a waste of time. We're doing what we're doing and we can either learn to be grateful for whatever we learned from that experience. You know, like we said before, people are here for a season, a reason, and there's a lesson and that becomes hopefully our blessing. Blessing. (laughs) Said it like I was from the South, y'all. True Jesse May. 
That's your blessing, sweetheart. But I think anything that's occurred in my past, I've either, you know, I've learned from it. I've kept myself open to, to be a student of even how I move in life. You know, we we make these mistakes and you can either view them as something that's going to hold you back and you allow it to define you or you learn from it and allow it to be the, be the experience that helped you grow. So I don't, I don't think a waste of time. I find where I changed and where I could have showed up better and and, and I, hopefully I learned to let go of people who don't serve me anymore. And hopefully I, I learned to let go of behaviors that don't serve me anymore. And I think we can all do that for ourselves. You know, learn to let go of something. This this is an important aspect of, of growth for ourselves is learning to let go. And I think if you guys try to let go of something small, something you've been holding on to, See if it creates a little space for yourself. See if it makes a difference in in your thoughts and maybe even just the way that you move throughout the day. Let go of something small, something that is almost insignificant. Because sometimes when we let go of these even more insignificant things, we experience more significant experiences in our life because we have some space to. So maybe it's not so much about holding on to the significance of something, but learning to let go of the insignificant things that are holding us back. I hope that made sense because I said significant and insignificant a lot. I feel like it canceled it out itself out a couple times, <laughs> but I hope you guys can learn to let go of something small and it creates a lot of space for you this week. And thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.